0: Welcome to Determined to Succeed. I'm your host, Dawn Malarney, also known as the Unique Connector. So I'm so excited to have this guest on today. And so I want to kick it off with this question for you today. So you see on social media how you need to do things a certain way and to run your business a certain way. What are your thoughts on that? And what would you say to someone that's reading all of these posts?
1: Such an awesome question, Dawn. Um, (laughs) Ultimately, you have to do what's right for you. Um, You see so many people on social media talking about the shoulds and the have-tos of running your own business. And quite frankly... it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of situation. People say you shouldn't be running your your business as an hourly. You should have package rates, or you should be hiring people outside of your areas of expertise to take things off your plate, or you should be um, working only certain hours, or you should be um, even working in a niche or working with a target uh, client or a, a specific business type. And I can tell you that that's not necessarily true. Um, they tell you that you have to do these things in order to grow. And I can tell you firsthand, um, we don't do any of those things. None of them. And year over year, we're seeing records and we're, we're, we're breaking out of old molds and we're, we're growing exponentially. And it's all because we're doing things our own way.
0: Well, and this is why it's so fun because this is actually our first time meeting today. And I just love your energy. And this is why I'm excited because I was already in awe just by (laughs) understanding things that you were saying at the beginning and just hearing things because I love hearing different perspectives because I've always kind of felt like that odd duck that thinks differently, that loves to go in a different direction than maybe what the normal path is. And so when you're talking about how because when we before this, we were talking about hiring and redundancies. So let's talk about that topic even right now. Sure.
1: So um, about two years ago, we ran into a fork in the road. Um, we we were growing as a sole proprietor. I was growing to the point where I couldn't sustain the work. And there's only so many hours in a day, um, but quite frankly, I didn't want to offload my clients. Um, I I very much care for the clients that I have. I very much care about the the work that I'm doing. So the, the way, the path that everybody seems to be leaning on social media, on LinkedIn, on, on Instagram is raise your rates. When you're busy, you should be raising your rates and you should be charging more per hour or you should be charging more per project. But ultimately, that just means that you're making more money on less people. And that's not necessarily the way I wanted to go, because who would be on the chopping block? The nonprofits that I work with that don't have the budget or the people that are truly passion projects. So we took a little bit of the road less traveled and we decided to grow not in a financial sort of way, but being able to bring in more clients of similar caliber and bring in more work, but ultimately that meant needing more bodies, um, ultimately more hours in the day, so I started working with some subcontractors, and over uh, the course of the last two years, we're now four designers strong, five total on team, and we're able to to withstand all of the, the client work coming in, but the beauty is we also plan for redundancies, so I, as the business owner, I have my fingers in every project. Um, I see everything from a creative direction standpoint and from strategy, but what if I'm not available? What if, like, I'm a parent, Um, first and foremost, one of my main priorities is of course my family. So I have a four-year-old and there are times where every parent out there is going to go, yes, I send my child to school knowing darn well, they're going to boomerang right back um he's not feeling well he doesn't have a fever yet but I know right after nap I'm gonna get that dreaded call I have redundancies in my team to allow other people on my team to step into my shoes when I'm not available and the same goes for them everything that anybody on my team does I can do or someone else on the team can also do so the idea here is We are accounting for redundancy and life unexpected moments. Anybody can be out because they're sick. There's somebody to cover. Anybody can take out of office time. There's somebody to cover. Anybody's kid can be sick. There's someone to cover. And therein lies like the beauty of having a team, right? Like we can give ourselves grace. Um, As creatives, burnout, (laughs) Mm. burnout alone. You meet and there's no prescription for it. It can be one day, it could be four hours, it could be three weeks, who knows? Having somebody to rely on on the team that can jump in and be a little bit more creative and has the the resources available in their brains to take on a more creative and more um, design-oriented project opposed to something that is a bit more production-based. It's a beautiful thing. And yes, our service lines didn't grow and that's okay, there again. Not what got, not what people on LinkedIn tell you to do. We hired for the base work that we were already doing.
0: Mm, so many great points there, and I think you know sometimes some business owners think they have to hire somebody opposite than them, something that they're not good at, something that you know wouldn't be better than them, you know. And I think sometimes it's almost good to have that friendly competition, even internally? And what would you say to that when I say the word friendly competition? (laughs) My, my designer Courtney is going to laugh when she
1: hears this, but, um, her and I work on logo projects all the time and we have a little bit of a a friendly rivalry, at least on my side. Um, Mm -hmm. but we'll both be working off of a brief and we won't be showing each other what we're doing until right before we have to put the presentation together. And all of a sudden it'll be, Oh, I wish I would have thought of that or, Oh, they're so good at pick yours, or that's an amazing idea. Like we should run with that. And then being able to present that to the client, not only is the client getting a wider variety and more breadth of creativity, but it's also helping us grow as designers. Um, I'm motivated by my designer, my designers motivated by me, but there's also that, that idea of a sounding board, um, learning from each other and, and really pushing to, to, win out, if you will. Um, but ultimately, the agency wins no matter what, right? Like the client's mm-hmm. getting an amazing concept no matter what they choose. But we're also providing a service that feels more well-rounded, feels more robust, and feels more creative, even when one individual didn't come up with it. So it's, it's a great way to, to sort of grow and, and explore as designers, but also have a great end result.
0: Yeah. Well, and it kind of goes back to even to how you were saying, how we have redundancies. And I feel like that's, you know, we're all human. We, things are going to come up in life, but also too, it's kind of that friendly competition that keeps pushing you kind of motivates you gets you creative. And it's that culture too, that it's the friendly culture. It's not really the deep down competition where you're trying to cut each other out of the team. It's, yeah. we're going to hear, we're going to work together. And so Some of those people are probably wondering, when was the pivotal moment where you finally decided like, I'm going to hire somebody very similar to me, which could be some people may think that just honestly competition, like, Ooh, do I really want to open that can of worms? So what was something that helped you switch to think differently on that?
1: It's super hard. And there is no one size fits all for this decision. But for me, it was having to work nights, weekends when I had a family. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, my son's only four, we've been in business for eight years, the first eight years, no problem. Right? Like I could work nights. I could work weekends. My husband would, you know, watch something on TV. It was cool. Like no big deal. Now I really cherish that time that I can spend with my son. Um, I, I don't work on the weekends. Yes. I'm here to support my team. Yes. I can jump on a call or I can answer a text or answer an email. Um, Over the weekend, I even got some client emails that I responded quickly to, but ultimately the weekends are a no go zone for me. I don't come in my office, even though I work from home. um, I don't come in my office on the weekends. I don't sit down at my desk. And, and for me, that's a boundary. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I I've paid my dues, if you will, (laughs) Yeah. but everybody on the team also can make their own decisions. We do have some people that don't necessarily um, subscribe to the same boundaries. Maybe they have workday hours that they they prefer so that they can help their family with something or whatever the case may be. So it's really great that we all have the flexibility. But for me, it was the workload was outpacing the number of hours that I had and I needed help. Mm. But trust, right? Um, yeah. Trust thing. So finding like-minded individuals is key. Um, being able to completely lean on my team has been definitely a learning curve and, and something that I have learned a lot as a, as a leader, um, but also as a fellow designer. So being able to communicate my design vision in a way that that makes sense to someone else or not writing some doodle in my notebook that I'm like, I promise I went to art school but hear me out. (laughs) So there's a lot of like, they have to understand where you're coming from in your communication style, but you have to be able to speak their language too.
0: Mm, I love that. And I think too, you know, as we're even talking about this journey and my thing, you know, I just love to hear how you're leading a team. And so too, was it always in your vision to have a team? No, um, I frequently
1: call myself the accidental CEO. Um, I never set out to, to lead a team, have a full agency. This wasn't in my vision. Um, I was perfectly happy, uh, being a sole proprietor, setting the world on fire, just one girl against the world. Um, but it came to a, that that fork in the road, really. Yeah. Uh, and it was, do I want to grow or do I want to stay? And I, I'm not going to lie. I spent a, probably longer than I should have contemplating that decision. We're talking multiple years. And I found that it was mentally and emotionally draining to actually fight it. So mm. in the last year, I just leaned into it. I went, you know what? I feel like a salmon trying to swim upstream and it's not working. So what if I just do it? What if it just happens? And I brought in a designer and within a couple months, I needed another designer. So I brought in the second and a couple months later, I brought in another designer. And now there's four of us plus a VA who's doing a lot of project management and we're all making it work. And it, it's, it's this short and scrappy group, (laughs) but we're all professionals. We all know what we're doing. So why don't we just do it all together? Um, and it's been, it's been a beautiful thing. And ultimately we're able to keep up with the client's demands. We're able to be more responsive and, and a bit more scrappy than we would have been, had we been more like systematic and this is my role. This is my box. I don't leave my box. Um, we all step on each other's roles and step into each other's projects. It's it's all hands on deck sometimes, and we're we're throwing things around and it it works really, really well. And it's a beautiful thing.
0: Well, I love that because they hope some listeners are finding that inspiration. And I think that's the thing too. it. Things are gonna evolve, things are gonna change. That wasn't part of your plan, but look at who would have ever thought that, and you know, definitely- and look- the energy fighting it. Right. Yes. And I think that's where too, even if you like reflect now on this, as you know, your older self now looking back at it, you know, as for the listeners right now that are maybe in that pivotal moment right now, what would you tell them? Trust your gut.
1: Um, Mm. don't listen. And this goes to the point of everything I've said, don't listen to the social media gurus and the, the thought leaders and the business coaches and the intuitive coaches and all that do what you think is right. Because ultimately, you know, your business, um, the business is you. Um, so if you know yourself and you know, what is going to work for you, that's what you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I knew that I needed the flexibility and I needed more of me. I needed my clone. So I hired my clones and I hired people that they could provide me that flexibility and provide me that time. My methods might not work for everybody, but ultimately it comes down to neither does what everybody's saying on LinkedIn and Instagram either. And there's not this cut and dry black and white of, if you don't do X, if you don't have a niche, if you don't have package rates, you're not going to succeed. And that doesn't work that way. You're going to succeed just fine,
0: but you have to do what's right for you. Mm. And this is why I love doing this because I love getting different perspectives of people. And like, when you even reflect too, of like your current clients or your partners, relationships has been one thing that you that's been so important. So even let's, let's switch gears and talk about relationships when it comes to your business.
1: Yeah. Um, I frequently on, on calls will call our, our agency the anti-agency agency. We mm. function as an agency and we come in like an agency, but we're not, we're not secretive. We don't have that mystique. I I use the Wizard of Oz analogy a lot. Um, We don't take a client brief and hide behind a curtain and come up with this grandiose plan only to present it. And maybe it falls flat. Maybe it doesn't. But we've already spent the client budget. No, no. Like, we're all about partnerships here. We're all about transparency. And we're all about building something together. We don't claim to be the experts in an industry. We can't be. We, there's no way we could know a client's business as well as they do. Mm. But what we can do is help them move the needle where they need it. So we can take all that knowledge and say, this is what we're hearing. This is what we recommend. And together we can form a plan and, and it can all inform each other instead of us trying to do something under the mystique and and cover of darkness, we Mm -hmm. prefer to do everything as a partnership. And we find that our clients respect us for it. And we actually find that we are getting more and more and more referrals that way because they don't want somebody who's coming in prescriptive and saying, if you don't do what we're saying, it's not going to work. No, no. It's just like running a business. They know what's right for them. We have to be a partner in that. And, and really, it has been a, a game changer for us. Um, we, we frequently hear, we, well, we worked with an agency before and it didn't work out. Or we, we worked with an agency last year, but we went way over budget. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like I can see how that could happen, but let me tell you how we have roadblocks to keep that from happening, or we have milestones that we could hit instead of worrying about an end result, or we can work together in different ways to, to make sure that you're getting what you need within the time or budget that you, that you have. So it's, it's
0: really all about partnerships. Mm, I love that. And I, you know, I don't know, I'm still learning things about you. This is why it's so fun, but I, (laughs) I'm wondering, you know, what was something even pivotal through your career transition and life, even before you jumped on your own, that was kind of the things that instilled this leadership in you and what was those pivotal moments, I guess.
1: Oh, leadership. (laughs) <laughs> it, it still boggles my brain that I lead a team these days. Um, but I, I i would say my experience uh, working corporate, I, I had many corporate jobs. Um, I had an agency position as an art director and it, something was always missing. Um, It always felt like it was an us versus them sort of situation. It was always a prescriptive sort of uh, way of presenting concepts or presenting ideas. And that just didn't ever sit well with me. It it, it felt false. It felt fake. And I like to come in as genuinely as possible. Um, I work with clients because I genuinely care about my clients. I work with a lot of nonprofits that work in sectors that I genuinely care about. So I want to make sure that anything that I'm doing is in direct partnership with what they envision and what their goals are and what their milestones might be. And for me, it was this whole idea of I'm going to take the norm and twist it to fit my own ethos and my own way of looking at things. And we hear time and time again that it, it's a, a breath of fresh air or it's mm-hmm. unexpected, and to be working with an agency that doesn't feel like an agency. And we're like, yes, we're here. We're the partners that come in, solve the problem with you. And then when you're done and you don't need us, we're on to the next problem. So it, it definitely informed the way I built my business, um, but it also informed my client relationships overall.
0: Mm. So what motivates you each time since sometimes you are the salmon going up the river, like what pushes you to keep, keep going? Yeah. Um,
1: ultimately it's the responsibility to my clients, but it's also the responsibility to my employees. Um, mm-hmm. there are days, man, there are days that I'm just like, okay, we're going to pack it up <laughs> circus, yeah. is it down. Um, but I, I owe it to my people. My people are invested and I need to invest back in them. And my clients are invested. And I need to invest back in them and give them everything that I can. And that is what drives me most days. Um, you know, days where I feel burnt out and and the RAM is full, the cash needs to be cleared. My mm-hmm. does not compute, the the Android has left the building. Um it, it's great to have that driving, that, that North star to look towards and, and being able to redirect and say, okay, I might be burnt out and I might be tapped, but what can I do to move the needle just a little bit? What can I, what can I do today? Just a little bit to at least fulfill those obligations, even, even a tiny bit. And that, that is really the driving force. We want to make a difference.
0: Mm. Well, I'm so thankful that Mel, Mel Rip, actually a past guest here introduced us. And I was like, okay, I trust Mel. I, I know she, when she says, I need to meet you, I got to meet you. And do you want to just hit record and let's have a podcast together? And let's this, this is where I'm glad because I feel like sometimes like myself and others that are probably listening is sometimes when you're going that path, that's maybe different than everybody else or different than all the things that are telling you to do it a certain way. It's Okay. And it's okay, too, that we're all human, that we might have some burnout or some things might come up, but sometimes we just have to, you know, lead and we got to keep going. And if we don't, we're going to regret it. And that's why I just, I'm so thankful you connected with me and that we did this today. And so I'm going to put in the show notes how they can connect with you, but are there any last words of wisdoms that you want all the listeners to know?
1: I can just say that business ownership can be lonely.
0: It's a lonely
1: place at times, but ultimately, if you just trust yourself, everything works out. It, it, it's very strange and um, it, it can feel very scary at first, but if you just listen to yourself and you just do what you think is right, everything will fall into place. It it always does. Everything works out for a reason and it it, it may feel... It may feel daunting, but trust, trust is a huge thing. So just keep doing it.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad we met and so glad we could do this because I need to hear these things too, to keep me going. And I know other listeners can too. So keep shining bright, keep showing up as the amazing person you are. And I'm so grateful we met. So thank you so much today for joining me.
1: Thanks so much, Don.